It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Now, as uh, you probably know, uh, the Navin Rail Line is under review at the moment. The NTA has engaged external expertise to re-examine the feasibility uh, of a Navin Rail Line, uh, and this assessment will be an input into the overall review. And the next step, then, is a second round uh, of public consultation on a draft revised strategy, and that is expected to take place in the autumn, and I'm sure that you can make a submission at that point at that point as well. Um, I've heard what you've said, Senator, and I will obviously pass these on to to Eamon Ryan and Hildegard Nocton in relation to an evidence-based scenario and in in relation to a score-based metric uh, and the fact that Navin is the only area without rail connectivity. And the Dublin Transport Authority Act 2008 requires the preparation of a transport strategy for the Greater Dublin Area and the current strategy was published in 2016 and it it extends to 2035. And the Act requires the strategy to be reviewed every six years and in line with that statutory framework, the NTA's uh, uh, transport strategy for the Greater Dublin Area is currently under review and the first phase of the consultation on the initial issues paper ended in January. And in late 2020, the NTA appointed technical uh, consultants to develop an assessment study incorporating a comprehensive business case analysis in relation to the potential extension of the existing rail line from M3 Parkway close to Dunboyne to Navan. So the outcome of the assessment is intended to inform an update to the transport strategy for the Greater Dublin area, uh, which is currently in progress. And you also mentioned... Uh, Senator Meath County Council and the NTA is working closely uh, I understand with Meath County Council to undertake a comprehensive assessment of the benefits of the project. That's Minister Josepha Madigan. She was responding yesterday in Shannon Erin to Fianna Fáil Senator Shane Castles who's on the line. Good morning to you Senator Castles. Thanks for joining us on the programme this morning. That was all very positive wasn't it? Uh, good morning, Michael. Um, yes, I, I think, you know, this, this has been going on um, a very, very long time and, and, and people are probably have lost a lot of hope over the last number of years. But there is reason for optimism at this time and, and hope that movement can be made. I suppose the context of the debate yesterday was the, the revised National Development Plan, which is the plan for all the capital projects in the country, uh, is due to be published or was due to be published by the end of this month. And the Taoiseach and the Dáil uh, last week stated that 
um, it, there would be a slight delay because engagements between the Minister for Public Expenditure and in particular the Minister for Transport were ongoing. So in that context, um, I was raising the, the Navan rail line because it's obviously crucial that it's in the plan. And at the same time, as you heard there in the clip, the National Transport Authority review of its major projects um, is also coming to a culmination as well. And they're looking at a number of things, things like the, the, the also long talked about uh, metro linked to the airport and metro on the south side. But on the balance, I think the cost and the deliverability of the Navan rail line uh, will be much more uh, efficient. And so mm. obviously we're, we're, we're making the case uh, to make sure that it's in that plan. OK, well, the minister uh, said uh, that the plan uh, looks at uh, national policies rather than specific projects uh, and uh, the plan uh, is something uh, that uh, looks at policies on a, a national level uh, rather than uh, revised uh, and identifies revised strategic priorities instead of entering into a discussion on particular projects. Uh, so it seems as though uh, it was the wrong uh, reason for raising this issue. No, but, but the National Transport Authority, so that was the National Development Plan, but the National Transport Authority, Michael, will actually identify individual projects. So they will do that. I think that's crucially, um, you know, something that we have fallen off their uh, radar and agenda over the past decade. Um, and because in the past, when this project uh, wasn't prioritised by the NTA, they stated that the case for extending the link from the M3 and Dunboyne to Navan uh, was weak based mm. on, the, on, the, on the matrix that they use on population growth because they will just use pure a formula on population growth that will look at population over a 30 to 50 year period and then they will offset it against the, case, uh, the cost of delivering the rail which in the case of the Navan rail line would be around 1 billion euro. So crucially I think, and this is why I praised Mead County Council yesterday, they have done immense work uh, the CEO, Jackie Maguire, and our team of Des Foley and Martin Murray have been immense in the engagement that they have had with the NTA in doing that work and also with the public, because as the people listening will know, uh, there was a series of uh, significant engagements with the public back in January and February. And again, people may think, why are they interviewing us again or why are they asking? But it wasn't a simply tick box exercise. There was real significant field research work done, and that's going to be crucially important as well in making the case to the NTA beyond the simple pounds, mm. shillings and pence because there is a non-monetary aspect to this in terms of, of quality of life and the submissions and the engagement with the public in this particular round at the start of the year was really hugely significant. And but most of what you have just said was reiterated by the Minister, I think it's true to say, but uh, you said that uh, what the Minister said was this respectful to you, the House, and uh, to the people of County Meath. Yeah, well, that, that was a remark, Michael, I made in terms of, obviously, the Minister um, was deputising yesterday for the Minister for Transport, and the officials who prepared these things had copy and pasted a response uh, from, from, from something else as well. And I thought that was disrespectful. But again, the, the crucial point here is actually the fact that in the next so, small so window... So you're, you're, you're happy with what the Minister said in terms of the review taking place and uh, the different stages of it? I'll be happy when there's a cheque written and we actually build this and, and me and you are actually on a, on a train uh, from, from Navan to Dublin or from Dublin to Navan. When was when the last time that happened? Oh, I... I 
think that line closed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there could be people listening that would be far more. I think it could be in the 60s, Michael. I think it might be in the, the 50s. 50s. Uh, there's there's yeah. probably few people listening to you. Well, well, would you believe, Michael, there's actually, back when Mead football was going well in the 80s yeah. and, uh, and the 90s, there used to be um, trains run to, to Crow Park just for All-Ireland finals, but they used to go via Drogheda. So mm. that was the only time I was ever on a, on a train out of Napa. But I do hope that we are in a positive space of getting mm. it back uh, and that this alignment of these two crucial plans the National Transport mm. Authority's review of the viability of this project, which is crucial, and I, which I believe is going to stack up. And then when that endorsement comes, crucially making sure that it's part of the National Development Plan and the political will uh, to make it happen. And more crucially, and I said this yesterday, the check to back it up. There's no point being in a plan mm. if, it's a, if it's an unfunded balance. We mm. need to make sure... That the, that there well, there's money. no point in, in, in doing it if people don't use it. Uh, I mean, the last time there was uh, a train to Navin from Dublin uh, was the 1950s, uh, I think, and anybody listening to us who does remember it as a, a commuter line would be at least in their 80s, if not in their 90s. It's a, a long time ago, and a lot has changed since then. And you have right. the M3 motorway, and you've uh, people uh, living different lives than would have been the case then with uh, their own transport for that. They matter. do, but, they, but they've embraced again the benefits of public transport, and your listeners in Drogheda would know that in terms of um, you know, the, the enhancement of the line that's going to happen with the electrification of the line to Drogheda because more people are using that going into the city centre, likewise with the M3 parkway that exists at the moment. And you saw even in, around Dublin city centre with the Lewis, you know, it, all of these modes of transport are becoming more popular again because they are more efficient and they are more environmentally friendly as well. So people in those surveys that were carried out back in January and February expressed a deep desire that, yes, they would engage and would use it. And, of course, the ways our towns are being planned now, they're being built along major public transport hubs to allow people that ease of access to make sure uh, that if they are working or in education or for sporting reasons in the city centre that they're able to access that. And I think that the case for the first time in a long time, is really stacking up, is becoming strong. And because we have this alignment of these two key plans coming now uh, during the autumn period, that we have a very strong case to make sure that it happens. Well, it was a very strong case. What was it, about 20 years ago when Old Dempsey was the, min- uh, the minister? Well, the first phase was actually opened in the summer of 2010. And, you know, little did we think that when they, that we actually, when we travelled in that yeah, first train from the Docklands out go- that... It goes back it- before that, though, doesn't it, uh, when the plan was to do it in phases but to end in Navin? Yes, indeed. And as I said, the, the first phase was completed in 2010. Mm. And at the time, the, the railway order was ready for, for lodgement. By the end of that year, starting the next year, obviously there was a financial crash. Obviously, the, the, the scenario changed. Um, but again, the NTA's assessment then, this was the crucial part of the, the rail line, became very negative in terms of their assessment, mm. in terms of whether the population was going to be there to sustain it. That has changed again. And that if you analyse this over the next 30 to 50 year period, my belief is from the work conducted by Meath County Council, which has been substantial, Mm. is that it will prove that, yes, the growth in population will actually um, prove to the fact that this can be offset for the one billion euro that it's going to cost. Okay, but you know that it is a fairly odd situation in that uh, the commitment was made in the early 2000s Mm. to bring the line to Navin uh, and the Fianna Fáil minister and Fianna Fáil government weren't able to fulfil that commitment because of the crash, and I'm sure that's understandable to most people, but it's a a Fianna Fáil-led government that is in power today. Uh, And here's a Fianna Fáil senator complaining uh, and trying to make the case to a Green Party minister. Uh, how do you square that? 
Yeah, it was a Fianna, you're 100% right. It was a Fianna Fáil government that delivered that first phase and obviously we were... And committed um, to we, 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 and we were And we left office then uh, in the, the following January after the opening of that first phase right. and 10 years later back in government... Uh, I'm very confident now that we will complete the job that we've Well, started. you were kick, and, kicked and, out and, of office and, and because of many of the well, failures, that, that, including that, this one. That's, that's democracy, Michael, and, mm. and now we're back in office, and I yeah. believe that we will actually see uh, it come to fruition and come to fruition quickly, and I think that will be a great uh, boost to the town of Navan on so many bases. OK. Um, have you spoken to Hall Martin about it? Yes, we've actually made that point at the Taoiseach as well, that it is, it is crucial uh, that we see this completed. And I think that's why, as he stated in the Dáil last week, that there are a number of projects, this, this new revised National Development Plan uh, was due to be published, I think, by the end of next week or so. It is slightly delayed because they are still working with the Department of Transport to see all of the various projects uh, that they want to see uh, contained within that. And has uh, the Taoiseach a, a billion euro he can hand over to this project? Well, obviously, there will be an envelope of money for all of the projects that are put together, and I want to make sure, and that's why I will continue, and unashamedly so, make the case for Navin that Navin does receive the money uh, that it deserves, and the, and the, the wider area, because this will not be just for Navin. It will be for people uh, living uh, close by in North Mead, in mm. Kells, in Castle, in Trim. It goes on towards Kilmesson mm. and Dunshockland. There will be stations in Kilmesson and Dunshockland mm. as well. So this is going to benefit more than just the town of Navin. It will be a broader spectrum as well. OK, but uh, you were concerned about what was being said to the people of Mead yesterday, uh, in effect by the Green Party. Uh, but it's only Fianna Fáil that can deliver this. Will Fianna Fáil deliver it? I am very confident that we will deliver it, Michael, because it is... But you've no uh, reason to be confident, based on what you were told yesterday, on behalf of Fianna Fáil. I, t- I think, Michael, if you, if you look at the actual text of what we're saying here in terms of the NTA review, that is the key component. It's the NTA review from the statistical analysis would then go to the minister. So before a minister ever gets it, the case made by the people of Mead in their submissions and by Mead County Council on their behalf in terms of population growth is what's going to be the key determining factor here. And because of the work that the council has carried out over the last year, I'm very confident that that case will stack up. OK, we'll leave it there for the moment. Thank you indeed, Good though, for joining Michael, us. Yes, Thank yes. you very much indeed. Uh, that's uh, Fianna Fáil Senator Shane Castles. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.